Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchful News. It's Monday, October 9th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on Israel. Number two, how Jim Jordan is approaching the speaker's race. And number three, how Steve Scalise is approaching the speaker's race. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Uh, there is obviously a, going to be a big need for a Washington response when it comes to what is happening in Israel. Um, you know, the United States' strongest ally in the Middle East now locked into a bloody war with Hamas. At least 700 Israelis are dead. Another roughly 150 or more Israelis have been kidnapped and taken to Gaza by Hamas terrorists. Uh, there's been a lot of kind of reporting over the weekend about the interaction between the president and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, but Congress is a player here, a secondary player, but it is going to have a role here. Yeah, a few things to note. Uh, you and I were in Israel just months ago uh, this summer, um, and it's kind of unthinkable the the depths to which Israeli society has been plunged into war. Um and uh, when we were there, the main the main um, hubbub, let's say, was the the uh, push against and for, I would say, uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's um, uh, judicial reform. Now the country is in the midst of of its first war in 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 decades, and three um, percent of of Israelis of of uh, Israeli citizens have been called roughly have been called up to, to reserve duty, um, which is uh, just a huge number. Um, uh, Three hundred thousand Israeli reservists have been called up. Uh, the Israeli government and American government and lots of governments have estimated um, at least a hundred um, people have been held in host are being held in hostage in Gaza. Um, and uh, on top of that, uh, 700. And by the way, it's what is it? It's just before 5 a.m. in Washington. Um, and uh, at least 700 dead in Israel. Um, this is just a a massive, massive casualty situation. Uh, the the equivalent of several 9/11s in in one day, basically in Israel, or now over a couple days, started Saturday morning. Um, so um, Congress has not been asked to do anything yet. Um, if, if there were a speaker, you'd have to imagine that that they would pass a resolution um, uh, uh, supporting Israel. They have not. They are not. There is no speaker, so they can't do this now. A few things to note: the the and we'll get into this in a minute. Um, the House will House Republicans will try to elect a speaker this week. Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise are um, running for that position, but um, it seems almost inevitable based on the people we talk to that Congress will have to do something to um, to refresh either Iron Dome, the um, anti missile. Uh, technology that the United States has been supportive of and quite frankly helped build in Israel or provide other weaponry. Now, the United States has a um, weapons depot, effectively weapons storage for its own purposes, for American purposes in Israel uh, that Israel probably with American permission could draw on. And, and I imagine that they will get that permission. Um, but, uh, you know, 
everything from passing a resolution to passing an aid package has been held up because is being held up because Congress does not have the House does not have a speaker. It's important to also mention the Senate is um, out of session as well. Um, this week, uh, Senator Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is on uh, a congressional delegation in China. He is meeting with President Xi this morning. Um, pictures have just come out uh, of Schumer and Xi in Beijing. So, Anna, it, I think, you know, listen, with um, a ship brigade in the eastern Mediterranean and... Um, an American ship brigade in the Eastern Mediterranean, you could see the United States is already trying to indicate to Israel's neighbors that they should not take advantage of the uh, precarious position that Israel is in to do anything, um, uh, you know, to do anything, (laughs) to be honest with you. So I would just say that um, it is a precarious situation for which the United States is going to have... um, in, in which the United States is going to have a role in some way, shape, or form, whether it is uh, as money or whatever. Let, let, let's just, um, so I think one of the things that's really important to also tee up here is the confirmation of Jack Lew, who is Biden's nominee to be the ambassador of Israel. Um, you know, this is going to certainly be something with a ton of focus on it. The White House has only recently sent uh, his paperwork to Capitol Hill and the Foreign Relations Committee is still processing his nomination. Uh, he's still going to need to have to go through his confirmation hearing. But this this kind of importance of having a position, a person in that position in a permanent capacity uh, is certainly something that I, th- I think you're going to see a lot of discussion about. Um, likely that he will have overwhelming support in the committee and full Senate, but that doesn't mean this nomination is necessarily going to move quickly. Uh, the other part, I-, I think, as you know, right, is what is, you know, what is any legislative, um, you know, kind of effort look like? Lawmakers are going to be exp- are going to be looking to the Biden administration to lead here, right? Uh, They're going to need to understand what is, if any, near-term relief that is going to be needed to assist Israel. Uh, Is that a supplemental security assistance package? Uh, As you mentioned, maybe replenishment of the Iron Dome. This is going to be something that is going to be a fast-moving potential kind of legislative vehicle that with the House not having a speaker, it certainly makes it... uh, you know, kind of puts a fine point on the need for Republicans to find a leader, uh, given the kind of current world geopolitical dynamics. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm not sure it pushes the Republicans to do anything specifically, but uh, it, it do, it's just it underlines, you know, a couple people said to me yesterday, some version of this, how stupid is Republicans, how stupid do we look um, when we threw out a speaker for a 45-day CR and some other complaints when America's biggest ally, most significant ally in the Middle East and one of our one of the America's biggest allies and strongest allies worldwide is in a fight for its future, an existential fight for its future. Um it's 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 that's what's bouncing around the House Republican Conference. All right, let's move on to the number 2 story of the morning. We have a punchable news interview with Jim Jordan. Of course, the House Judiciary Committee chair and Republican representing uh, the fine state of Ohio. He is in a race against House Majority Leader Steve Scalise. 
to become the next speaker. You sat down with him for quite a while on Friday, Jake. Uh, It was a lengthy interview getting into a ton of different things uh, and certainly a preview to the conversations he is having internally with members of the House Republican Conference, as well as what we expect to be uh, discussed when Republicans return and and hold a conference candidate forum uh, for speaker on Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. Um, the um, Fox News was supposed to tonight do a um, a speaker interview uh, with the candidates running for speaker, Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise. That got canceled. But luckily, we did get to sp- sit down with both the candidates separately, Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise. Um, I will uh, uh, go through this pretty quickly here. Uh, the most important things. Number one. Uh, on funding, Jim Jordan wants to use that 1% across the board spending cut to get the Biden administration to negotiate on border security. So he's really certain that he wants to uh, uh, threaten that 1% spending cut to, f- for this policy. This is his quote. No money could be used to process or release into the country any new migrants. We got 11,000 migrants coming in, coming a day coming across the border. He wants a, quote, time out. Um On Ukraine funding, he basically said um, the administration has not made any uh, uh, case, to be honest with you, um, to uh, uh, continue funding Ukraine. And that's something that's very – that is – to be honest, you're becoming a default position in the House Republican Conference among at least half of the House Republican Conference. Um, And I would say, to be honest, just to tie to the first – the first topic in this together, um, there is some thought that that the Senate will try to pass a Ukraine and Israel supplemental um, and, and say that Iran is helping both Russia and Hamas, the terrorist organization in Gaza, um, uh, with weapons and, and money and strategy and all that stuff. And they should pass both of those. That's going to be very difficult to get through uh, the House of Representatives. I think the other point I just want to make real quickly before we move on to Scalise is just you know, the big key here with so many of these races is momentum. It's important to look at just in terms of the number of endorsements, how that's working. Jordan has the most public endorsements in the race, although obviously he's not clear that he's clinching the nomination. He's locked down the vast majority of the Ohio Republican delegation, while Scalise has only secured one endorsement from his home state of Louisiana, Representative Julia Letlow. Uh, something just to watch as uh, the, the days here kind of come, you know, who's able to get some more endorsements, who has some momentum going into the candidate form as well as kind of after it. Uh, also worth just considering, uh, you know, what does it look like for the fundraising machine? I think, you know, Jordan is not somebody unlike Steve Scalise, who has spent a ton of time on the road trying to raise money. What does that look like in terms of how can he, uh, you know, kind of assuage any concerns that some Republicans might have about how he's going to go in and talk to some of the Republicans' top donors who he certainly doesn't have close personal relationships with? Yeah, that's right. Um, It is the fundraising stuff is going to be very difficult for both men um, compared to McCarthy, to be honest with you. Uh, And that is uh, that's definitely worth noting. All right, let's go on to the number three story of the morning. We also had to sit down with Steve Scalise, currently the number two in GOP leadership. And some expected uh, might have had an easier walk up into the number one slot. He's been working hard to lock up the support he needs for speaker. Uh, but also, he had a lot to say when it comes to trying to kind of get his positions out on 
funding Ukraine and a, and a series of other things. Yeah, a little bit less, um, uh, uh, not committal, but a little bit less detail on the funding front. He said he wants to challenge Biden to sit down and start talking about securing the border on funding on Ukraine. Scalise in the same place. He said the president has not made additional case for funding. He hasn't done it to Congress. Um, should be of concern to the administration, which wants more Ukraine funding. He says the motion to vacate, a lot of members want to address it from every swath of our conference, um, but did not take a position himself. Anna, this is going to be a very interesting week, um, uh, to be honest with you, and it's very worth keeping an eye on all of this stuff. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Pun, share it on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can go deeper on all of these issues and more with our free newsletter at punchbowl.news and sign up for our premium subscription to get a midday update and PM and text messages right to your phone when there is market moving uh, reporting that is happening by our team on Capitol Hill. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Have a good day and stay safe.